0: This is The Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geek, show number 496, recorded on July 8th, 2021. Here at Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their way into your home. News, reviews, product updates, and conversation all for the average tech guy. I'm your host, Jim Carlson, broadcasting live from the TV studios here in a, Belle, in a beautiful Bellevue, Nebraska, beautiful Omaha, Nebraska. And of course, we post a show, and there won't be a ton of show notes because the topic will speak for itself tonight. But uh, we post a few show notes, show notes out at the averageguy.tv. Uh, big, big thanks to John from Unraid last uh, week. John came in and uh, saved the day, Mike. We lost you a little bit last week. We'll talk about that next week and what broke down, but give us the 30-second version of... went went awry for you Uh, well so my my whole network
1: was not down but so flaky as in certain things worked for a second then they wouldn't work for a second then they would um and long story short we'll talk about this next week after diagnosing it uh turns out to be a faulty main switch in my server rack um so i think the power supply is going out and so uh, a bunch of ports on there not working right now found the ports that are working so we're coming to you from a working port Fingers crossed it stays up for the next week, two weeks because I, I, we'll talk about it more next week. But essentially what I found out is the way I've set up my network with VLANs and POE for my uh, wireless access points all throughout the house. It is not easy to just say, OK, disregard that switch. Here's a dumb switch to replace it because all my VLANs don't work. My POE is that switch doesn't have POE. Um, so I was stuck trying to just fiddle and it was driving me absolutely insane. But yeah, we'll go into more detail next week. If you guys want yeah. a fun diagnosing story. Uh, and you can uh, reminisce with me on my pain.
0: Yeah. And I'm going to bring up the question, like, do we need all these layers?
1: I think like, that's what we need to talk yeah, about. So that is just so the complexity we'll that we have put ourselves through. It's great. And it's yeah. so much fun. But when it goes wrong, it goes
0: wrong. I know. It goes horrible. And we'll
1: talk wrong. about how I was a little fortuitous uh, with some of my other decisions that I've talked to you guys about that I made before last week um, that kind of made that pain a little bit easier to bear because um, I wasn't reliant on as many services self-hosted as I, as I was before.
0: Well, big thanks to John. He filled in for you, Mike. He was like, and he, he did a great job. We just had him for about 35 minutes. And so John, thanks for coming on from Unraid and uh, doing what he does. Tonight, we've got Rich Hay. Rich Hay is back after a year hi- hiatus, we'll call it a little. You you just took a sabbatical as well. Rich, you've got to be well-rested. Welcome back to Home Gadget Geeks.
2: Uh, it's good to be back. Thanks. Good,
0: good to have you. What, um, so Windows Observer is still? Are you still? You're still posting oh, yeah. out there? Still, yeah, WindowsObserver.com
2: is still cranking. Uh, I that site is now twenty six years old. I think. I don't. I don't think it'll go anywhere. I am doing a little more writing on there because I can do some consumer based writing now that I'm purely focused on enterprise IT at IT Pro Today. Um, so Windows, I actually when we talked last week and we said, Hey, let's do, you know, you want to talk windows 11. And, and and I actually did my first podcast on Sunday in six months, but everybody knows that Mm -hmm. follows faith tech and space that I've kind of been in and out over the last couple of years because of my school work and my studies and stuff uh, toward the diaconate. So it just happened to be just the perfect week homework wise and all of that stuff. And, so, and Windows 11 came out last week, you know, our first preview build. Yeah. So it was a great mm-hmm. subject to talk about. So We're it was gonna, nice to get back behind the mic for well, that.
0: Good, good to hear your voice. Uh, and I couldn't,
2: I couldn't, you know, the <laughs> funny thing is, I had to reset everything on the computer because <laughs> I'd installed Windows 11. From, on it uh yeah. the leak built and then i got the final you know the first release and so i i sat down that morning i didn't have audacity installed i didn't have my mp3 tag program installed i had had nothing going for doing a podcast except for one note so got that sorted out real quick and got going so it was uh it was fun to be back and you know i thought what's that rhythm going to be like and i kind of just it just kind of comes back naturally it, it's further it does, proof that it? the way i do my show is natural to me so yeah
0: yeah, it was I always, fun. I always joke because I listen to you like at 1.4 speed and you talk fast as it and is. And so
2: you're getting me at 2.0. Oh, you're just
0: rocking. <laughs> By the time I got to work, I'd be frustrated from trying to just because you would just go, you would just unload information. And so. Yeah. I would, uh, I'd get to work and oh, I got to slow Rich down. Slow down, Rich, slow down. <laughs> well, Rich, I'm um, good to have you tonight. And, Appreciate and it. Um, you're, you're coming off a sabbatical. What does one do on a sabbatical? Did you do something fun? Did you just rest? Did, well, it, mainly it
2: was just kind of rest and not yeah. just be under the the work kind yeah, of deadlines can't. and things like that. I mean, I, I typically produce anywhere between about 10 pieces of content a month. Of various types, right? Feature or reported how-to case studies or just news pieces. And, and I, you know, we had originally had some plans to, to do some, some work on a project my wife was interested in doing, and she ultimately decided not to go forward with that. But, um, you know, I did some stuff around the house that needed to be done. The big garage clean out, we actually swapped two of our rooms. So we took a, a spare bedroom from downstairs Switched that to upstairs, broke that room down and created uh, the spare room up over the garage. And we we kind of put together ourselves a prayer room uh, for to be able to go in and do focus prayer, you know, when we do our prayer. And uh, so that was really nice. We did have another set of floors installed. So we knocked out three more rooms, I think, with the new vinyl planking. Um, and so just and then it was just kind of the nice, relaxed, not having deadlines, you know, and that kind of and I did some some writing during that time. I probably could have podcast, but I didn't Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, because I was in studies too. So, you know, that hasn't changed. In fact, we're now we're in under a year now until Mm -hmm. we're done uh, to our ordination. It's scheduled for June 25th of next year. And God willing, that's where we'll be. But uh, this summer we're doing double scripture classes online. So Mm -hmm. they got us doubled up big time this Mm -hmm. summer. So, but we're two thirds of the way through and we're working through the final four weeks. So. But it, it was just kind of nice not to have any kind of uh, responsibility in that sense. Right,
0: right. now, good good for you. A kind of a halftime break is your. And we're still in
2: COVID too, so uh, yeah. that kind of kills things.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. hopefully, uh, hopefully we're moving out. Yeah. We uh, we want to talk Windows 11 tonight. We're going to spend the rest of our time here. I think there's a lot to talk about, um, kind of around it. We probably won't dig deep into. The features are tearing those kinds of yeah. things apart. We'll talk a little, we can talk a little bit about some. Um, for folks who've maybe not been paying attention, uh, June 24th was the announcement of that, that this, uh, this Windows 11 would be, in you know, 11 o'clock Eastern. Uh, okay. That uh, Windows 11 would be, would be, would be indeed a product and that it would be available in a couple weeks. That couple weeks, I think it was last week that it became available through the yeah, dev channel, right, through the dev channel for yep. those insiders. You can still, Rich, right, anybody can still sign up if they want to do this. Oh, yeah, anybody can be rich. an
2: insider, so you can sign up and get on Dev Channel and get it. Now, the big key around Windows, what what it, it, the operating system itself, this first preview build, it, you know, ha- brings a lot of new features to it. If you've watched the live stream event on the 24th, you saw a lot of those things. Most of that is in that first preview build. They had an updated build release today. We still don't have the Android apps in Windows Store. That was probably the biggest surprise for me on the event was them saying that Android apps were going to be in the Microsoft Store on Windows 11. Uh, They're actually using Amazon's platform. So if you have a Fire tablet or something like that, you're used to using Amazon's App Store. That's what's going to tie into the Microsoft Store, and you'll be able to run Android apps on Windows 11. So I think that's what everybody's really excited about getting their hands on, right? That's probably the the big deal because truly Windows 11 is, is Windows 10 at its core. Uh, I won't say it's just a new UI because it's not. This OS runs so good, even in this stage of development. Uh, it runs so good I'm running it on six physical devices and in one virtual machine. Uh, I've just dove in. It, the I, the advice I always gave was don't go dev early. Don't go dev early on your main drive. <laughs> yeah. I've done it. I'm yeah. doing it. Yeah. But it's it's fun. It's kind of nice after six years. Windows 10 is a great OS, and you know we kind of got used to that cadence of semi annual releases. And but but it's kind of exciting to see new look, new stuff. Uh, and there are some very visual changes with Windows 11. Uh, and everybody has their opinions on that, and that's fine. Mm-hmm, There's mm-hmm. still some inconsistencies in Windows 11, right? There's still some stuff that doesn't take on the dark theme. Some of it's legacy stuff that's probably going to go away. But they have made a lot of strides in doing in working on this that get rid of some of that stuff, the Windows 10, especially UI work. So it, it's pretty impressive at this point. Like I said, I'm running on my main desktop since 28th of June, and I've not yet had a crash. I've had a couple Explorer lockups. But other than that, I've been doing my day-to-day work on it uh, and without any major issues.
0: Well, I'm that's impressive.
2: A, I, I, I agree, especially if, now, granted, it's the first public developer build. Right. They've been flighting internal builds probably for quite a few months at Microsoft. But in fact, uh, in, yeah, I, I'm. they definitely have been flighting insider builds because the leaked build was an insider build, but it was incomplete. Um, but, you know, I'm running it on Surface Go, the original Surface Go, and it actually handles it. Now, Surface Go does not meet the requirements that Microsoft published, but it's running it. Um, I've got a mini PC box that I got a, about a year and a half ago that's a, a really good Celeron kind of 8th gen processor, runs it very well. Um, and I've got it on my main desk. I built a computer during COVID, during pandemic lockdown last year. Uh, so I built myself a new main desktop. And it's, you know, I'm running on a seven-year-old i5 from HP, an Elite 1000. It's running pretty good on those things. It really is pretty impressively. So a lot of people will see the visual, but what people will miss is that all the work that's gone on underneath, you know, under the hood kind of thing, I think. But it, it, this is going to be a good upgrade. I, I think it's great. The biggest controversy is probably around specs, right? But here's the funny part of specs. Did you know that Windows 10 was using the same specifications that was required for Windows 7? 12-year-old specs, right, at this point in time. Uh, and it's and all they've done is bumped up. You know, it's no longer going to run on 32-bit CPUs. It's going to be a 64-bit OS pure. Uh, what's the uh, dual core? So you can't be on a single core anymore. It's got to be on a dual core. Uh, memory, I think the memory is bumped is still eight, and the storage is sixty four. You know those minimums. Processor generations are probably the biggest discussion point, right? Because they initially published eighth gen or higher, but it will run on some seven. In fact, they've they've now opened up the, the dev channel that to, for you to install on most any system. Before it was going to be grandfathered, and you needed to be you know in order to get in, but. So far, it seems like they're stepping back from the specifications cliff, and they're going to watch, they're going to pay attention to the dev builds and see how things go.
1: Well, that's super impressive that you're saying it could be on the main machine, because that was going to be, you know, my overall question for tonight was, you know, this PC that I'm talking to you guys on is really, you know, now that especially that I'm not working from home anymore. It's my gaming PC. So I play some video games, not critical for me. I play like every once in a blue moon. I mainly use it as a pot or as a ham radio rig. So I run some ham radio control software that controls some of my radios, um, do do some digital modes. And so I guess, you know, overall on the upgrade experience, I'm curious, can it just kind of go over and keep all my stuff installed that I have or does it need to be a clean install?
2: Yeah, no, no. If you're on Windows 10, you can upgrade to Windows 11. There are a couple known issues in the current release notes around upgrades. OK, because there are some deprecated features that won't be coming to Windows 11 from Windows 10. So take a look at that list and and just make sure none of that impacts you. But uh, again, the normal advice that you give to anybody when it comes to developer channel builds is you shouldn't be running them on your main machine. But I think the excitement around Windows 11, I did the same thing with Windows 10. When we started getting bills for Windows 10, I jumped in early Um, and I game on this machine and I've got I got two main games, Microsoft Flight Simulator and Forza Horizon 4. And both work great running under Windows. because, again, the core structure of this OS is Windows 10. Um, But there's been there's obviously been some optimizations done and things like that. And obviously, the UI is the big difference.
1: Well, that's what on the deprecation side that you just mentioned. The one I saw that really surprised me, and maybe this, maybe I read it wrong, was Cortana. Is that no longer? Well,
2: Cortana has kind of been on her way out of Windows Ten. Even okay, you can still you can still turn on Cortana and you can still log in with your account, but Cortana has has really made the move towards the enterprise. Um, It's it's mainly and even at the enterprise level, it's not quote unquote Cortana per se. So they they kind of made a move away from that.
1: Okay, so I had missed that boat on like it being on its way out, so that was surprising to me. I mean, I I've never used it, <laughs> so right. it's been on this machine. As but I I didn't I figured there had to be some you know users out there who who really enjoyed it, but um but interesting. Okay,
2: yeah. So I you know I you're the type of, you could run it on a on a main machine. You're that right. type of user. Uh, what what happened was when the leaked build came out, and I followed the Reddit right, the Reddit Windows Ten subreddit. And so many people wanted to jump on it and try it and get it and everything. And then after the 28th, I'd love to know the numbers. I'd love to know how many people installed it. Uh, they're not going to release that info, but it would be cool to know how many people jumped on it uh, when it came out in dev last week.
1: Well, I don't know if many people like for me, the reason I knew it came out was because of all the articles about it, how it was leaked. Before. Oh, yeah. Apparently. I think that was actually uh, beneficial to Windows. Like, that leak got them a lot of press. I probably wouldn't have heard of Windows 11 coming out even in dev. You know, because I for those of us who aren't subscribed to um, Twitter feeds, especially that like really go in depth with Windows stuff, you might miss it. Um, you know, I'm even missing yeah. some Apple news and I'm a big Apple guy, right? Like, haven't been paying attention that much. So I think that news article is really interesting how it was leaked ahead of time.
2: Um, I tell you what, what's interesting about that leak if you, again, because I live in social media, that came out, everybody was writing about it, talking about it and stuff like that. And the windows Twitter account, the official windows Twitter account made a tweet and said, we know what you're seeing is just the start. We've got more for you on the 24th of June. Never would you see Microsoft on an official manner talk about a leaked build. Yeah. Um, And they did. Um, And and we had a we had a media event, so when they had that event, media got uh, a unique channel to go. And we had a little talk from some uh, one member of Microsoft before the the stream. And uh, you know, even then, it was acknowledged that that leaked build and it didn't, as we saw on the twenty eighth, and well, as we saw on the twenty fourth, that leaked build had just like a little bit of what we eventually saw in the first preview build. Here's the other interesting thing, right? We got a new build today what are what are we used to when it comes to insider builds and insider testing in the dev channel are build to build updates right so you're you install a completely new build that migrates all your data programs apps settings over it looks like windows 11 is going to be updated via cumulative updates today's was a cumulative update mm. that updated the build to the new release not a build to build so it eliminates a lot of risk Right. Because when you're migrating that much data, you got to worry about disk space. you got to worry about all kinds of stuff. And people run into problems with that. It's a big headache in the insider program. People go and build a build on gear that doesn't have this, that can't support the space. And so today, seeing that release as a cumulative update looks like that's going to be their norm. You know, that kind of works for them very well. They got the core OS down and the cumulative update, just like they do monthly updates, allow them to. To take care of the OS, and in fact, they shipped a fix in today's build for that um, print spooler malware thing that's going on. So,
0: a pretty pretty fast update today too. I mean, it was quick, very quick. I installed it when I got home, and it was done in I don't know, fifteen minutes, maybe.
2: Yeah, very quick.
0: um, Let's for for clarification purposes uh, for folks listening. So, if you're going to join the Insider Program, which is not really a program, anybody can do it. But yeah. Set the. If you go into the settings uh, on the uh, on the desktop, there you can get to the you know there's an insider channel section in there, and then go on the dev build. That'll really work. You can put that on any PC you have. So if you want to run it, I'm running it on a um Surface Pro three. That's a fourth gen Core i. Yeah, that
2: technically is a device that doesn't meet their initial specs.
0: Wouldn't no, and hard and I, it's it you know kind of lacks some hard drive space too. Yeah. Um, but for Dev, they're letting it run. Now yeah. we don't we still don't really know final specs they've, that's right. They've released this eighth gen. they've been hinting about seventh gen. you know so um, so there's that. So if you want to run it now and you got any equipment, you just want to mess around with it. it run anything it. you can get you you installed it on a go, which is super surprising right that that works, right? but it yeah. does. Um. Let's talk about the eight hundred pound gorilla in the room, though. The TPM is what's caused. Oh yeah, the those kind of things. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's kind of a real thing, and that it is. No, very right. much so. What? Yeah. T- uh, how do you feel? So, about, I mean,
2: so this yeah. was one of the other specs that they they are going to require, or at least it's so prior to to Windows eleven coming out in preview builds, TPM minimum standard was one point two right? And that's been around for a while. Turns out OEMs have been required to provide 2.0 TPM on their chipset since 2015 or so. So most people with a device that's five or six years old is going to have this. What we found out, I actually went online and researched for this computer I built last year. It does not have a TPM chip on the board. It's a gaming motherboard, so it's not built for one, but, um, so I went searching for one on Newegg before everything fired off. Uh, these things have tripled and quadrupled in value in the third-party market, by the way. But most people won't need that, right? So if your machine's around five years old or newer, if you go into your BIOS and you if you're running Intel, I think it's called PTT or something like that. Or if you're running an AMD chip, it's called uh, F little f TPM. And that will actually give you TPM 2.0 from your CPU and it works with windows 11. So it helps you meet that requirement. Like, like Jim said, you can install dev, even though you don't meet these requirements. minimums, but Microsoft is trying to move the needle on here is security. Um, and granted their big focus tends to be enterprise and enterprise security. We see that as they kind of worked windows 10 through the years, but all of this will introduce a higher level of security, even for consumers, eventually. And again, the bump in the up, the bump in the specs is minimal when you really look at it in the scheme of things. But we do have a lot of folks, you know, not everybody's like us. That you know, I I like to run the latest and the greatest stuff, right? So I built myself a new machine last year because my old desktop was just not cutting it anymore. Um, and it will it allows Microsoft to implement better security which will ultimately provide better security for an individual system and across the board, uh, not only to consumers, but to the enterprise as well. So, and TPM is about, you know, uh, it will help you with uh, BitLocker for, so encrypting your hard drive. And it, it keeps, it holds the keys so that your hard drive can be decrypted when you boot up. But if it was to be taken out of that system and away from that key, it can't be accessed. So it's protection of data.
0: Uh, July 28th, 2016 is that date that was mandated. Oh, that was the
2: date. Okay. 2016. That,
0: that, yeah. 2016. That's which was so that's five, five years, years ago. <laughs> yeah. Five years ago mandated uh, that uh, TPM 2.0 be on in on all systems. new hardware going yep. forward. Right. And so there was, I'm sure there were some before that were doing that. If you probably have a high end motherboard from 2014 or 2015, you yep. could check that. Probably. It may be 2.0 already. Um, um, you know, laptop built in that generation probably going to have it on there. So, you know, um, although, to be honest, hardware's lasted, Rich, longer. Oh, no, I agree. Right? I mean, I'm running some 2013 gear that, (laughs) and some 2012 gear that still runs pretty well. Now, I'm I'm going to be honest. I'm not going to put Windows 11 on those things. Yeah,
2: no. Twenty Windows 10 is going to be good for another four years.
0: Yeah, and and uh, I think maybe even a little longer than that. So, oh, who knows? Yeah, right, right. I mean, I just just, I think it's going to be one of those things, and I'm not banking on it. But actually, by that time, some of that equipment will be 15 years old. It will be time to roll it on. Yep. You yeah. Know for a lot of
2: other reasons, yes, let yeah. alone the the new requirements for Windows 11. Yeah,
0: My- what's
1: interesting is I just went into Windows Insider program, um, in the settings, right? I was like, okay, well, let's see, we'll get this teed up for after the podcast. Yeah, and, and so this is a new PC that I built a year ago. Um, it says that it doesn't meet the minimum hardware requirements. I'm like, I wonder how it's does really it, interesting. It tell All you, right, what?
2: so do this, do this, do uh, the Windows key R to get to the run command and okay. run tpm.msc.
1: Oh, compatible TPM cannot be found. Okay. So, so most I probably need to go to you my bios need to activate it in
2: your BIOS? Yeah. And
1: a little FTPM because I'm on a Ryzen. Yep. Okay. So, if yeah. you're on a
2: Ryzen like I am, I'm on a, I'm on a Ryzen 5, I think is what I do. That's did. What I am too. And, it, but if you go into the BIOS, you'll find it. It'll be labeled FTPM and that will turn on 2.0. Now,
1: is that motherboard specific? I mean, I, I don't even know. I can't remember. No, it, should, the, be Ryzen, it should be Ryzen. It should be, it
2: should, any any Ryzen motherboard BIOS should have that setting in it.
1: Okay. So, yeah, oh. I'm, I'm on
2: an A. what is it? a r i don't know how to pronounce it but a o r s u s is my motherboard the x570 and it was right there in the in the bios for the chip
0: okay the, um our friends at think computers so ryan and bob have actually done a video that show you how in all the different bios oh
2: perfect uh, nice. how to do this so they just oh, great. That nice. out. Okay. that's perfect uh,
0: earlier today i think uh, or yesterday they put that and, out. and bob, bob i got to tell
2: you there's been some really good content uh there's a guy on um uh, Twitter that it works in security is one of the program senior program manager at Microsoft in security. It's like Wizzle Microsoft or something like that. It's a really weird handle, but he has also written some content about this these new spec stuff, trying to explain to people the why. Uh, Rich Woods, I, I don't know if you knew this or not, but a few months ago, Rich Woods um, moved away from NeoWin. Mm. He's no longer writing for NeoWin. He writes for XDA, which has always been kind of a mobile platform focused platform. Uh, And he's now their managing editor for their PC part of the site. They they just started building and he's written a really good kind of, Hey, yeah, the specs are out there, but this isn't a whole lot to get wrapped around. Mm -hmm. And he kind of tries to put out this, this take on things that kind of just take a deep breath. We're not, you know, we're not there yet, yet to this being mandatory.
0: Well, and let's be honest, Rich, right now, there isn't a lot of reason to jump like when no. you look at Windows 11, it's okay, it has a little bit of a UI change where yeah. the taskbar icons go to the center. There's some refreshed in the systray, there's some refreshed. Yep. Kind They've of actually look.
2: created a couple buttons over there out of the icons.
0: Right. Um it, it and beyond that, I mean, you get a few backgrounds. Now, I know there's a lot more going on, but Oh yeah. the settings
2: so, app is just beautiful. Oh my god. It's much gosh. easier to navigate. Yep. It's
0: cleaner, right? But it's much. Still, it but even the Windows 10 settings app was usable, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, I agree. So I don't, I guess I'm, As people are thinking about this. I'm, 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 if, like, again, if you have old computers, one, you yeah. don't have to make this move, right? Nope, and two, not at all. today, there isn't a lot of, uh, of reason to. I was listening to, to Paul and Mary Joe on Windows Weekly, and it, Paul did mention, I think there is some gaming, like, there is some Xbox uh, code that's making. Oh yeah. Play, they're going
2: right? to, some of the stuff that's on the series S and series X, like auto HDR, the new uh, disc access speed. So if you're running like an M two in the VME uh, disc in your system, that's the same type of uh, hard drive SSD that's in the series X and the series S. So you'll get faster. I mean, I'm seeing that already just on, on this system. And it doesn't even have that stuff yet. Right. So new, if you're, Auto HDR, if your screen and your card supports it. So they're bringing it's almost I won't say they're turning it into an Xbox, but Windows 10 has become a very robust gaming platform. And when you look at Game Pass Ultimate, which includes just a ton of titles for PC as well as the Xbox, it it, one, Game Pass is just so worth the. If you enjoy a little bit of gaming, Xbox Game Pass is so worth the investment. They just added Electronic Arts. Uh, Stuff so that's it was a separate separate subscription before it it, and today they just they announced July games already and today they announced like three or six more that are going to go into Game Pass. I mean it is the best value in gaming and but they're bringing some features to Windows 10 and 11 PCs or Windows 11 PCs that are going to bring some of that kind of uh, performance. Access speeds, performance, visuals, and stuff like. But I got to tell you, I I'm, I think I'm running a uh, a 1660 um, Nvidia G- 1660 Super. Uh, it's got like six giga Ram, six gigabyte of VRAM on it. That's and what I'm running
1: too. Horizon running like
2: <laughs> Horizon Four in in my full screen. So that's like 1440 by 3160 or something like that. Sc- corner to corner, edge to edge, is just beautiful. I mean, Microsoft Flight Simulator, that's, you know, that's a challenging game anyway, visually, but it it really does. I mean, so those features that they're adding the Xbox aspect, they're taking what they've done in 10, bumping that up a little bit as they move it over to 11 with more features and stuff like that. So the question mark of whether or not you need a console comes into play here. If you've yeah, got the right PC.
0: Well, I mean, I, I think we're already with with some of the X Cloud work. We're already seeing this idea, right, of X Cloud. Hey, you I'm know, sorry, Xbox
2: Cloud Gaming is what it's called now. Yeah,
0: what what, what they've changed. But was before. X Cloud right? You know, um, and so what that like what that tells me a little bit if I'm for if reading the tea leaves is that some a lot of these updates they're taking what they learned on Xbox, bringing yep. it over to Windows 10 now Windows 11. Yep and some of those system requirements like you're going to have these anyways. Yep. <laughs> like as a gamer, you're probably going to be on a 7th or 8th gen. You're probably going to have that TPM chip that's there. You're yep. probably going to have the NVMe drives that uh, that that you can use for that. I think that gaming may be the one exception, you know, I just kind of said, nah, for you know a lot of people you don't have to go this route. But I think this could be a big boost for gaming and gamers. For gamers. Yeah. Yep. on it and it could be a big you know and we see this release this fall or next they say year, holiday so that i, I put that kind
2: of october to december kind of
0: yeah i mean i think okay and, it, and rich think about this we can't get xboxes right now no i know right so right you know what do you think of a pitch of like okay let's you can't i know you're having trouble getting the hardware but gamers you might have that hardware already Run it on the PC or the
2: the hardware yeah. that will run and be efficient on it. Yeah, right. absolutely. Right. Yeah. Just like the the issues around the availability of the consoles, it's the same thing with PC parts. Right. I am so glad I chose to build my system last year when I did because that was before the chip shortage happened. It was before prices went kind of nuclear and <laughs> just went crazy. I mean, and and I build my system. So when I build a new system, I typically build it with at least two upgrade cycles in the hardware. I usually will go high end on the motherboard. And just get there first, and then I will probably take two or three, a couple generations older CPU, and start there. I ended up, <laughs> so I was basically cannibalizing my old desktop and bringing some of the stuff forward, right, with the addition of the NVMe stuff. And so I thought my memory would carry over. Oh man, I, that day came and I I pulled the memory out of the old box and I wrote this all up on WindowsObserver.com. I kind of walked through what I did with the system, but. My memory didn't work. So I had to make an emergency order to Best Buy and go pick it up the next morning to get 32 gig of memory. So that allowed me to bump the memory up. So but I so that in a year or two, I can go to a higher end CPU probably and, you know, do, keep keep the system refreshed that way. That That's just how I approach it. I don't know how you do it, Mike, but.
1: Yeah, you know, I'm I'm pretty much the same way. And actually, you know, my plan on this is, uh, I'm concerned that my Unraid box. I mean, that is an old CPU and motherboard. So I'm gonna can be cannibalizing. Probably my next purchase will be upgrading this machine, but actually taking a lot of these pieces and putting them in, making that oh. Unraid box upgraded. I don't really need more power in this thing, but I do the same sort of thing, especially with like power supplies. Um, and things like that. And especially with how good AMD has been with the, using the same socket over the last yeah. few years. Yeah. I could really upgrade my processor and get a lot of bang for the buck. And usually I'll roll my GPU into the Unraid box. So that's what I did. My 1060 is in the Unraid box. And it's, it's mining slash transcoding for Plex when it needs to. And then uh, the 1660 was the upgrade. So I do the same sort of thing. But actually it goes from PC to Unraid home server.
2: Yeah, no, that makes sense. And mine usually goes to my Weiss box. Yeah. Although I haven't upgraded her box, we just discovered in about 8 years. So uh it, it, she she's been working on a Surface Laptop 3, right, in her craft room. She's working yeah. she's writing a book about her uh, El Camino journey. And yeah. so she hasn't been on her desktop for like months. And so she came in here the other day and kind of just sat down waiting for me and was going was browsing the web on her computer and we were talking. She goes, "Something's really wrong with this computer." I was like, yeah, it's eight years old. You've been on a Surface Laptop 3 that's a year and a half old. Yeah, uh, right. Microsoft did send me the Surface Laptop 4, the nice big 15-inch oh, nice. AMD Ryzen with yeah. the Microsoft Surface oh, cool. AMD chip in it. Uh, beautiful, beautiful screen. Uh, they sent it to me so I could run Windows 11 on the latest, quote-unquote, the latest gear. Yeah. But um, the uh, it, it it loves new hardware. I, I see that on my main desktop. Yeah, It really does. Yeah.
0: I, just doing some inventory around the Collison house. I don't have a CPU that's a newer than a fourth gen. Mm. So like I'm, I'm out uh, so to speak. Like, right, you know, right, right. I, uh, here's the deal, right? I think the insider builds are going to pr- pretty much work forever. So if, I think,
2: uh, well, no, they do have expiration. No,
0: but I, but if you stay on the program, rich. Oh yeah, all, no,
2: no, you're right. Yeah.
0: You know, and you can, now they have the levels, you know, they, they used to have a well, big, medium and small or, too soft, too hard, just right, whatever <laughs> it was, right? Now they've got this dev and then like a preview. Dev, beta, and, like and release, preview. And release, yep. preview. And you can kind of be, if you're, if you're in the dev, you're definitely getting the most recent all the time. Yep. I got both those updates. If you're in that, um, what's the middle one? Beta? Beta. It's not as frequent, but y- you could stay in beta. You would get updates maybe a little bit more regular than you would get um, just the, just the standard updates that you get with Windows. And you could probably, regardless of your of your if if they decide to lock this down to I mean, I think they're definitely gonna make TPM a line in the sand. Yeah, they really do, right? I think
2: I think CPU's probably got the biggest chance of backing down, backing up a a level or two. Here's the interesting thing, right? They put word out when they announced the upcoming build and they said getting ready for the first insider preview. They did talk about the fact that it about and this was around the time specs were still. You know, a, 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 an issue, quote unquote, to being in the right channel. They were talking about that if your dev machine wasn't able to run Windows 11 at the spec level, you would be pushed down into beta when that uh, come. They're gonna, they expect to put it down into beta sometime this quote unquote summer. I think it'll be this month sometime. But I, I th- here's the reality, guys. Right i I think we're kind of I think R T M for Windows 11 is probably build twenty two thousand. And we will get a series of cumulative updates in Dev Channel to kind of continue to tweak things, fix it, no niche. They're getting a ton of feedback, okay? I know they're getting a ton of feedback. And then as it moves into beta, it'll resume. Beta will be where this build is is tested and proved to be ready for release. Here's the interesting thing, right? There is no expiration date on Windows 11, you know how you normally see an expiration date around dev channels. There is no you. You mentioned that there is no de- expiration date. It is listed as version twenty one H two. So will Windows ten get an update this fall, or will we just see Windows ten get maintained with monthly no, cumulative I, updates? They're going to run two channels. That's just the you think thing. they're going to run two dev. I do because the dev's already gone eleven. There's yeah. no more ten in dev. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's a good and in order to revert to ten, you've got to go clean. And that's why dev is kind of that unique channel. You cannot get to stable through dev. You can get to stable through beta and you can get to stable through release preview. If you, there's an option It works really well, by the way, to say next major release, don't give me any more preview builds. And it works, works very well.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, that yeah. doesn't work in dev. Huh? Not that's dev. No,
2: dev can't get you back to stable. Okay. You so just right get now,
1: there. you know, if I want to be able to go back to stable at some point, don't go into the Windows Insider program and upgrade to eleven. Yeah, in Dev,
2: in Dev, you'll want to wait for oh, beta. The, you'll okay. want to wait for beta to get it if that's okay. what you want to do. But yeah. I, you know, every one of the devices I've installed it on, I have since done a reset on after doing the initial install, just because I wanted a clean starting place for everything, and that you know that works just like it always has. So you can do a reset and get clean, and then I just you know I know it's a pain to set things back up and. I'm one of those weird guys. I like things to match on every device. So I, muscle memory is works yeah. as much as possible, right? So I really do prefer that. So I slowly, I you know, all of my devices have that matching start menu now. Uh, I really, I got to tell you, I, I don't know, how much did you use live tiles, for instance? Live tiles have really created a, a ru- an uproar that they're not in Windows 11.
0: Yeah, I've never used them. No, they yeah, uh, got deprecated too fast. It, like why? Well, you know, they
2: weren't deprecated, but developers didn't support them. Right. Even you know it, they were just. I ended up, I think I went static on the start menu a couple of years ago with the, granted, big icons, big squares. But Windows 11's menu, it's just icons there, right? It's got, you can scroll. So when you open that menu and you scroll your will, if you have more than three lines of pinned apps, it will go down to those next ones. And I haven't tested it to see how far I can go. But so far I go, I've got three, three, four, five rows of icons in that part with all my mostly used stuff right there handy. Um, I used to keep a lot of stuff on the taskbar. I don't anymore.
0: But same terminology, right? I can right-click and say save to start menu. Yeah, you can right-click it,
2: and it'll say unpin from start, pin to start, pin to taskbar, uninstall if it's a store
0: app. There's a recommended section in there as well uh, where they're putting things in, right? Yeah, the
2: recommended tends to be uh, documents recently accessed and apps either recently installed or used. So that it's I have not seen like recommended apps pop up in here like they do on 10. Sometimes, you know how that that you get a suggestion Um, right now. Recommended tends to focus on apps installed or or uh, documents that you've recently accessed. I think this is where we're going to see the replacement for timeline. That's kind of where they're putting your most recently accessed stuff because timeline is also deprecated. That's even deprecated in Windows 10. Right. That's gone as of the 21 H1 update. Right. Which, again, here's the reality of Windows. These guys know how to look at telemetry. They know what features are getting used. And I'm telling you, they're going to invest the, the development time into the stuff that's getting used, not the stuff that's... That's why live tiles went away, you know, because people weren't using them.
0: Yeah. Good on the phone. Not so great. Oh, they're on, great on the
2: phone, but not so great on the PC.
0: Yeah, it's a <laughs> it little is, different. They were fine. It's just people don't didn't use them that way. Mike, did you want to add something? Well, no. So one other thing that I saw in the notes for
1: Windows 11 that was deprecated that had me really concerned, but maybe they're just as a new version, is OneNote. Are they going away from what I mean? I No, they're just one not Note automatically
2: user. installing it. So okay. OneNote for Windows 10 will not automatically be installed you as part of a, a base install. You can still I'm running it right now because okay. that's my favorite.
1: Uh, Good. I'll, well, when I heard that, because we use it at work, actually, my my coworker and I who work on the same team, I mean, that we live in it. We, I mean, you should see, it's kind of actually probably dangerous. That's where I do all my research.
2: Yep. All my story research is in there when I'm working on storylines or, or writing stuff and preparing for stories. They're working on the OneNote for Windows, not the one for Windows 10, the store app. But so there was talk about it gaining Capabilities, you know, a couple of years oh, ago great. it's been now okay. said so that that's going to gain more and more capability to match, kind of, and do what it does. But, uh, but yeah, so they won't automatically install it. Okay. Um, and of course, uh, what the other thing that's gone is uh, Internet Explorer is disabled in Windows 11, so it's still there as a stub, but it points to Edge, and it points to Edge's IE mode.
0: Just wish they'd put a stake in that thing. Oh, they need to just be done with it. They it, need to. It is. Um, at dinner tonight, I was telling Sarah, asked me, you know, hey, what are you guys talking about tonight? And I was telling when there's 11, and she's like, so what's different? So it's we were mentioning how this gets, you know, how the start menu kind of gets centered, and she says, about time. Like, that's where it should have <laughs> been all along. This drives me crazy that it was all the way to the left. Wow. And so, yeah, I know it's it for her, you know, that that change will make sense. She was you like, can't you know, move
2: it. It can't go back yeah, to the left you, side. Of course. Um, here's of course. the funny thing, right? There's some law. It, I forget what it is. I've seen it on t- TIFT law or something. Anyway, it's this law of just taking your mouse and slamming it right down in the corner to mm-hmm. get access to that menu, right? I think Stephen Sanofsky famously wrote probably 3,000 words about this law when he was <laughs> yeah. building Windows 8. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, but you know, so people have brought that up. But I, muscle memory is muscle memory, right? Yeah. I have purposely stuck with the icons and the taskbar centered yep. because I want to use the OS as it's being designed and developed. And you know what? Muscle memory kicks in after a few days. It's, um,
0: Rich, here's the deal, though. So, you know, Weger talked me into this M1 Mac Ah. Anyway, back at the beginning of the year, ah, come on, Mike. I got to give you credit for it, right? I mean, <laughs> was it me? No, it I don't, wasn't I don't you. Think no. It. I was
1: gonna say. I was like, I thought that no. discredit. Oops, I just uh, pressed. Oops. The, oh, I the, thought you said I, That was not a. No, that was not was, a vulgar uh, word. I was setting my phone down. And I put it right on my mixer, and it hit I the. I did not uh,
0: tell you. You. Boop. Yeah, exactly. No, I didn't no, think it think was, that was. It was Ed me. Sullivan. It was Ed Sullivan. But but Rich, the now Windows and Mac are really the same user experience. I mean. It is no different than, I mean, it, it looks, it acts, they're in the same spot, the same. The, the only difference is the time is in the upper right-hand corner on Mac and the time right. is in the bottom uh, right-hand corner for, for Windows. But they're moving closer together. So when I, when I saw this interface, I was like, oh, okay. Like, it, it just kind of makes sense to me. I could go all the way to the left or I could go to the center. Right. I do that because I run a dual you know, because I run both Windows and Mac together here, right? You know, again, right. I have PC, Mac, PC in my monitors, and they're all pulled together with synergy. I try not to think about the OS. I try to think, how do I get things Just done? Just the work
2: you're doing. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. How do I get things done?
2: See, ultimately, that's the thing, though, right? and we've talked about this before, I'm sure, that use the tool that works for you to get the job done, right? What other people use is what their preferences are. It's what their particulars are. I've been itching. I continue to watch and see if I can't find a great deal or get some company to send me a Mac Mini or something because just to get into the OS and start to kind of explore. At one point, I cover OSs, but at one point I tried to get the company to, to buy a $600 Mac Mini uh, and they just refused to to spend the money to, to get me the experience on this. So I don't write much about Mac OS. Yeah. I write a lot about Windows. Um, and we still we cover Chrome OS a little bit and things like that, but not at the extent we do Windows. But it because I want being such a Windows guy, I want to kind of understand, like you were just saying, Jim, they are. And I, you're talking about a very visual connection mm-hmm. between the two OSs. Mm-hmm. You know, functionality wise, there might be some slight differences, but it's about the app or the program you're accessing to do your work. And there are some tools for some people that are better on Mac than they are on PC and vice versa. And so that's where it ultimately gets to. You got to use the tool that works best for you.
0: Yeah, I think so. And and that's been my journey over the last since January. I think I picked that up in January, Mike. Does that sound right? Have I had the Mac since January? You think uh, I
1: think, it, no, you ordered in January and it arrived yeah. early in February, right? right? And it was February. supposed to be like late February. It arrived like, yeah. I think like a week earlier, two weeks ago. Yeah. Week.
0: And I don't, I, I'm to the point now I don't struggle anymore. Mm. And there's differences. Mike and I talk about this, the difference between control C, control V. and Oh, gotcha. And Apple key or what, what, what do you call that? The on, command key. Command. Yeah, command. Command, command yep. And so between that and work, I'm kind of, Oh, nope, that's not the right one. And now that, uh, now that Windows has the cache, the, the, um you know, the copy cache where you can go back. And oh, get the, clipboard, the, the clipboard, the Windows clipboard. That's actually, so now. That's
2: clever. Yeah, so that. So actually that.
0: having the Mac help me find that or use that key, that, that keystroke, because that's what does it on the Mac. On the PC, that brings up the clipboard. So it just kind of reminds like, oh, and, and it, it doesn't harm, it, it's not bad. I just choose the one that I want. And it's a great reminder that I've got that copy-paste clipboard. Yep. I copy and paste a lot. Yeah, And so for, for the things I do, you know, I I'm, I'm uh, codes at work or people's information or email addresses that we're updating. Copy and paste that all the time. So that's become a really important feature for me. And um, and so I don't, this, for me, this has been like, oh, oh okay, this is this is kind of cool. two Two new features, I think, though, for most people want to think uh-huh. about. Rich, that swipe from the left gets the... Oh, yeah get you new now the, the, the widgets what the they widgets call widgets, are, widgets now yeah widgets are kind of back those had been on the right side now they're now a swipe but, in oh
2: you're from, talking about the old charms bar yeah It used well, to be on the right side well
0: in in windows 7 the windows 7 widgets oh yeah those remember? those
2: old little programs you could run on the desktop yeah, yeah
0: i love those things oh yeah like, those were cool there were not very many of them
2: there they were kind more. of there were kind of rogue sites that kept those up and running for a long time <laughs> after windows 7 yeah
0: i i like that especially for like cpu utilization and yep. on the Mac, I, I forget the name of the, you know, I, I bought, um, what's it called, uh, Isatistica that, that gives me all that information uh, w- with a single click I can get to it. I love the, the, um, you know, I love those widgets because I could get a single click access to some of those things what do you think about now it's got all that crappy news in it but yeah what do you think about that swipe in from the left
2: i I think this if you're on a pure touch device by the way you can actually get that to go full screen okay so they tablet mode is gone in windows 11 there is no longer a button over in the uh notification center to turn on tablet mode however they did show this a little bit in the event and they show uh there are, they are really working to just make touch a part of the OS. Now they showed this clip of where you detach the screen and automatically the taskbar icons spread out a little bit to make bigger touch targets. Uh, they showed that the widget bar, which will come, if you click on the widget icon on the taskbar, it comes up on the left side of the screen. Um, but I, and I've not tried this on touch device. I need to try this, but I'm, as I understand it, on a touch device, you swipe in from the left. There you go. And you get now, if you swipe one more time, I think that will go full screen from the left. Yeah. So double swipe twice. That's
0: hard to do backwards.
2: Yeah, I gotcha. But did that take it full screen? Or no, do you maybe you oh, have to God. grab it and drag? Uh, I let's, can't remember.
0: Let's,
1: let's, that let's, reminds me, honestly, of iPad. A lot of like the notification uh, center and things like that, like from iPad, like that left of pain view. I've never really fully utilized my wife actually for work, just got an iPad pro the college provided him to her. And so I've actually been playing around with that and just to, cause I've never had a, an iPad pro but that, that look right there reminded me a lot of what I've seen from that.
0: Uh, we'll Not see. working for me, rich, but that does we'll that, do
1: it. That, that, there that there was something
2: they showed um that. So if you swipe in from the left, you get that. No nope, Swipe. Uh, Come on. Just, I know there's a way right that
0: in from the right now brings in your notification center, right? That's correct. Um, it opens
2: the notification center.
0: No, no, so notification it, and calendar.
2: I'm, I'm not a real fan of that calendar always being there. I'd love to be able to toggle that off. I've done some feedback on that, but yeah. So, so the old charms bar swipe from the right will bring in notification center or a calendar swipe in from the left brings in the widgets. Uh, and I know there's a way that it goes big, but I, I, now I'm gonna to have to go find out because that's gonna drive me nuts. Um, but what? So they're doing things to help with touch, just as a part of the operating system, as opposed to this tablet mode.
0: Well, there was, um, that, there, was there was that idea that okay, I'm when it's docked, I want to I'm, I want to use it right. like a desktop. As soon as I undock it, flip it to that tablet mode but it was jarring and it never worked. Oh yeah. It never worked consistently. Then then later on they're like, okay, we'll give you the option to switch that thing around and you could do that. But then I would always need the touch targets in different spots. So I'd be flipping it in and out of tablet mode. And I was like, this is dumb.
2: Yeah. No, now (laughs) it's more natural to where you net when it senses that you're going into touch mode, it just kind of transitions. It just makes that possible. The, um, you know, the widgets, I, I'm not, it's kind of like Edge, right? On the new Edge, when you set up your, your landing page, your start page, when you open a new tab, you know, I'm so glad there's an option to turn all that content off, you know, and keep that simple. I'm not a big fan of that. I've done, I've been through kind of setting up things on the widgets and and they're growing some widgets. You know, there's there's going to be widgets, oops, wrong button. Um, widgets are eventually, are going to be third party. So third party developers will be able to build widgets to go in here. Uh, I assume they'll be distributed through the store because the store is gonna distribute everything now. I mean, not only Android apps, but also Win32 apps, uh, UWP apps, whatever form of Windows development is used to create an app, it's gonna be in the store now, in this new store. It will no longer be tied to just kind of one package. However you package your app will be able to be done in the store and they will, and it will be accessible to people. Um, Right now, I think they have widgets for calendar, to do, traffic, weather, photos, uh, stock watch list, esports, tips, and ca- uh, I said calendar. So uh, right now, it's very limited with what they have. Now, there's an option to manage your news and interest. I don't see this connecting well right now. I go in and I change things, and it doesn't seem to do anything. I still seem to get, for the longest time on widgets, I kept getting, I kept changing the widget to, uh, uh, NFL, right? The sport one. And it kept changing back to NBA, kept changing back to NBA. One time it showed me NBA and it showed me football teams. So, so, you know, that's back in kind of stuff. But now it's finally stuck. I've actually got NFL showing for more than one day now. So there's a lot of potential there. Um, Would I love to be able to say, don't show me, only show me my widgets. Don't show me all those news stories. Yes. I think that should be an option like it is on Edge. Right, give me the option to turn that content off. And I will tell you what, I'll use widgets left, right, and center for certain things, kind of like what we did back in Windows 7. I think there's a lot of potential there as compared to live tiles. Yeah.
0: Not a fan of it, still not a fan of it for the tablet. Like of you know, the, and, of the, one, of, of of the win, uh, Windows 11 for the tablet. Oh, the, oh like, gotcha. Even with the changes, touch targets are still too small. It, using a, desk op, a desktop operating system as a tablet, it's just never been good. Yeah. It's what it's what hampered the uh, the original tablets back in 2003. Uh, oh, the because they did, yeah, the the, Windows, RT. the old Windows phones that tried to go that route. Remember the old uh, three dot whatever whatever they were three five. Um. It hampered them. So it's still not, they've got some work to do. No, there's work to be done. Yeah, it's going to be a tablet. It's, it's not a great mic. You, you mentioned an iPad and that's, I mean, that's just still a killer experience when you're thinking about on a tablet with your big fat fingers (laughs) touching things. And I mean, it's just, it's really optimized for it. And so, Rich, I think it'll be interesting to see. And uh, Apple
2: doesn't have to cross that, that barrier. They don't no, have to not, cross a touch not. barrier on the MacBook, for instance, right. because they right. have they have they have stuck with this idea Correct. of not putting a touch screen there.
0: Correct. And adamant about not and putting very it adamant. <laughs>
2: yeah. And but when you go to their tablets that are built for touch, right. you obviously see the, the results of that work. It would be interesting to see how they might, you know, how, could they cross that barrier if they wanted to eventually put a touch screen on a Mac? Um, I don't know if they will. I don't know. I mean, they kind of got their their ecosystem is well connected, right? So especially now with the latest version of uh, the Mac OS, you know, with the access to the App Store and stuff like that. Um, but it'll be interesting to see if they ever make that move. Microsoft has been working in that world since Windows 7 days, very rudimentary, right? Early, early touch stuff in the Windows 7 days. Windows 8.8 and 8.1, we know where that went, right? It went too far to the, to the touch world. And then... Eight point one brought that back a little bit. Seven initially, or ten initially, was going to look like, oh my good. And you know, so Microsoft yeah. still lives in a world of of uh, a complex between touch and UI.
0: Well, their best touch OS was Windows Phone. I mean, uh, yeah, it was really good,
2: but it was built for phone. I, I, I mean, unfortunately, I you don't translate that to a desktop.
0: No, but that could have been blown out. I mean, they could have, if they really wanted to follow Apple's lead on this and be Apple. That's sanoski right. you know one b on yeah. those days they would have taken the they just would have taken the phone os and blown that out to tablet size and made that thing oh and made the way.
2: tap for the tablets yeah the tablet. i mean that could have translated to a, that old surface yeah, rt no
0: it, it totally could have. i still have that here so totally could have so that would have been a good that would have been a good move i still don't know there had to be politics behind that right maybe in those days yeah. that for that thing to die because it was a really good os it did a lot of good things and Talk about live tiles. It did Lifestyles right. Yeah, I mean that was one of those things that I've still got my Nokia phone in the drawer that I fire up from time to time and go, "Oh, this was so good. Yeah. Why didn't you know? Why didn't this get uh, any farther?" The um the Xbox companion app is front and center on the install, and so if you want to, oh, if if you're an Xbox, if we, we we mentioned this earlier, but if you're into gaming and you're into Xbox and you're not using some of the Xbox apps to, to kind of manage or interact with your Xbox environment. Uh, Mike, I, I I mean, I'm not a gamer, but they look great. And so that's, you know,
1: well, and for me, so the way, the reason we use it the most is because a lot of, all my buddies are usually on Xbox. I'm one of the rare that went to the PC master Race side. Um, My brother-in-law as well. Well, with game bar, we can still use Xbox game chat and those guys on their Xbox with their headset, they don't have to do anything different, right? Because Discord is popular, but that's for everyone if everyone's on PC. So, for talking to your Xbox friends, we use Game Bar for that and it works great. I mean, even inviting to parties, inviting to games through there, um, cross platform. We do the same thing when we're playing Call of Duty or Forza, right? We do Forza with our computer and Xbox friends, and uh, no, it works really, really well. Now, the companion app, uh, you know, I've noticed they've been moving more and more into just the Xbox app. Yeah, that's, right? where, that's where they're where, going. That's yeah, where it's all so, going. Yeah, so Game Pass, because I've been loving Game that. Game Pass is in there. Yeah. Yeah, and you mentioned Rich. The b- biggest addition for me has been the EA Access because I am a huge sports gamer. I mean, that's yep. where I started. And that's where
2: all the sports games are,
1: and they're all. You know, the Vault. Really, essentially, you get those all. You know, oh. yeah, they're not right away, but for free, essentially, no, yep. quote unquote, right with your membership. Um, you can we've been be doing patient a lot of enough of
2: to wait. Well, until yeah, and get on there. the
1: PC, <laughs> exactly. Well, we started playing. My my brother in law and I started playing uh, FIFA and Madden on the computer. Uh, now there's a lot of things that could be better, right? They still tell me everything, even though I'm playing with a controller, it still tells me all the controls in keyboard language. Um, even though I am playing with the controller. So, I mean, there's a few things that still need to work out, but, uh, working really well on the EA side, even some of the early ones that got ported over to PC. Yep. No, it's a, like
2: I said, that deal for Xbox game pass ultimate for PC and console is a great for just console. It's a great deal. I mean, yeah. the amount of games you get, but to get it ultimate, to get the crossover stuff to the PC, I, it just, I, you know, we saw the Xbox had their big, uh, uh, show last month, showed off all their new stuff that's coming up and Forza horizon five, for instance, that's coming in November. I, I, all of that stuff is going to be on the PC as well. So yeah. I, I, I find myself able to game at my PC more often than I am at my console. Uh, just for the nature and i i'm glad to be able to have access to that without having to worry about steam for right. instance you know exactly I, I only did one game on steam and that was fortnite so yep. And right now, Fortnite's not on my system because it takes up too much of my time for my studies and stuff, <laughs> so it's uninstalled.
1: Well, for me, Game Pass actually is killing my data cap through my internet provider because <laughs> you end up just even if you're not going to play it right now. I'm like, oh, that looks good. I'll play that at some point. Yep. I'll, I'll play yep. that at some point. All of a sudden, I've downloaded 300 gigs. I try to now do. And... I
2: try to now do all those downloads the last couple of days of the month, there looking at my where That's my smart. cap is because I have one terabyte, one point two actually. I have so, Same and here. I typically I use about half of it. And a little less than half. and But that's what I, if I've got a big download to do, or I will wait until the end of the month and eat up some of the the data cap that's there. But it's great. I mean, it's becoming, I'm going to use a Microsoft term, ubiquitous, right? It's becoming quite ubiquitous where you do your thing at. And if anything has made Microsoft a huge success under Satya Nadella, it is embracing this idea of finding the users where they're at. You know, whether it's on a Mac or it's on, you know, whatever it is, your phone is a great example of connecting in the Android ecosystem to your desktop. I really love your phone. It frustrated me when I wasn't on a Samsung for a while. You know, I'd upgraded to a McLaren, to a a OnePlus McLaren a few years ago, not accessible through your phone to do some of the, like the casting the apps, basically. So this, I went back to the S21. Uh, this cycle and upgraded to it. Now I've got full access to that. So, so Microsoft. I love the fact that they do embrace that. And writing about their enterprise side, they're doing. They're very similar in their approach. In that, Teams has become such a portal for everything in Microsoft 365. Whether it be development or whether it be collaboration or productivity, Teams has become that hub for them. And that's where. So they if if they got you on 365, they got you in Teams. That's where they're going to deliver the goods. I just wrote today about the fact Skype for Business Online shutting down at the end of this month. Gone. Not Skype consumer. Not on premises stuff. But Skype Skype for Business Online gone on 31 July. And that most people are already on Teams if you're a Microsoft 365 customer. But same. That, let's talk about that for a minute, right? This was a funny headline. Did you see the headlines right after the, the, what was it? Oh, after the event on the 24th, the headlines that kind of dominated some of the news coverage was the fact that Microsoft was integrating Teams into Windows 11, right? They showed it off. They showed a chat and they showed uh, an integrated ability to share your screen and a mute button on the taskbar, right? A master mute button. So if you needed to mute all of a sudden. Well, the funny part is, is that all these sites went and wrote about this integration thing. Slack came out with a statement that day. Do you remember when Microsoft launched Teams in 2017? Mm-hmm. Slack published a full page ad in several newspapers saying, welcome to the world. Welcome to the, the ecosystem, right? Mm-hmm. We're friends. We're friends. They're not so much friends anymore.
0: No.
2: Uh, they, wrote, they released a statement kind of lambasting Microsoft for using Teams or using Windows 11, the OS, to integrate Teams. But nobody read in depth enough to read that that's not for the enterprise level Microsoft Teams, that integration. It's for Teams personal. Mm -hmm. So it'll only work with the Microsoft account. It won't work with a work account or a school account. It only works with the personal Microsoft account. And all these headlines, big stories being written by companies saying, you know, kind of backing up Slack's statement about this. And nobody understood the reality of what they were doing. It's just funny yeah. with so much focus for me these days on enterprise, I don't get to play the consumer part very much, but I was actually able to write about that a couple of weeks ago and say, look, everybody's getting this wrong. And here's the reality of the circumstances. Um, I mean, it's just funny to see the reactions, right? That's probably been the most fun of everything from the leak to the event And to the first preview build release is watching the React, especially on Reddit, guys. Reddit is the place to go if you want to truly kind of see how the day-to-day Joe likes or doesn't like something. And and having been following that for a couple of years now, it's it's an enlightening kind of. And by the way, I've come with an unofficial scientific assumption watching Reddit. Probably 80% of the problems people have with Windows is their own fault. (laughs)
1: <laughs> they cause it
2: themselves by tweaking something they shouldn't have tweaked or following. Like you a, know what I'm
1: saying? Like everything in tech. is. Uh...
2: It's a lot of fun, though. Te- you know, you got to give it to them. Windows 10, six years old, perfect kind of window to start to bring online this new version. Uh, still support Windows 10 for another four years at least. Uh, and then that kind of Windows 11 Whereas opposed to Windows 7 closing down and the introduction of Windows 10, there wasn't as much of a crossover, if I remember right. So they were pushing really, really hard for people to get off 7 and get on 10. Remember all the craziness about the, the – it used to pop up a little thing in the system tray that says uh, get Windows 10 or get Windows X or something like that. You know, they took a lot of heat for how hard mm-hmm. they pushed. I, I, I suspect we're going to see a different approach to encouraging people to upgrade, especially with the spec potential spec change, especially with uh, this four year overlap between the two OS is coming out. It's truly going to give them an opportunity to slowly kind of filter people over to windows 11 to, to take, and I wouldn't to get people on windows 11 at a, a more normal pace, yeah. right. Instead of this hectic, crazy because enterprises don't like that. Right. You know, a lot of high end consumers don't like that. Enterprises definitely don't like that. So,
0: well, I think they should take a clue from what happened, and if they really want to roll it out, just leak the f- the final version. <laughs> Say it's a leaked. Oh, this is a leaked build. Oh, well,
2: people were looking for that thing everywhere. Oh my, man.
0: yeah, that yeah, you know that would they get everybody on it. Mike, did you, oh, you want to add any? You look no, like you wanted no, to add. Oh, no, sorry. Nope. Right. No, you looked intent. I was like, I don't. I, I want to make sure you you get in here, Rich. One more feature uh, before yep. we kind of wrap uh, our thoughts on Windows 11 here. Um, I do like, and this was available before. It's always been there. But I do like the ability to kind of generate new desktops. Oh. You don't like that, huh?
2: Oh, no. I love it. Oh, love yeah. It. yeah. Love it. I wrote a big piece a few months ago about virtual. At the In Windows 10, they're called virtual desktops, yeah. which is a bit of a misnomer. It is. Um, it is. They're actually just new canvases, new space yes. to, to run pro, apps in and, and programs. In Windows 11, they're called just desktops. Mm -hmm. and you have the ability to name them. And you got this in Windows 10 too. And in fact, in the preview builds in Windows 10, they gave you the ability to change the wallpaper on each one as well. And so you can change the name, you can change the wallpaper, and they persist between restarts. So if you set up three desktops, when you reboot, they're still there. The only issue I have around desktops, and I've made this known to them, I wrote about it, and I also talked to one of the PMs, is that, we don't have any ability to configure these desktops. If I have a work desktop, I know what apps I'm opening it on that desktop. I'm opening Teams, I'm opening uh, Office in the browser so I can have Outlook. Because by the way, guys, Office in the browser or Outlook in the browser, these these are terrific. Mm -hmm. I mean, I work with my work email on my main machine, I do through the browser. Mm -hmm. So office.com, the ability to open Teams, and that's what I want open when I open that desktop, right? So I'd love to be able to save that configuration. Yeah. yeah. Same thing with my personal desktop. I almost automatically, the first two things I open on my personal desktop is Twitter. And uh, these days I'm using a program out of the Windows Store called Feed Labs uh, for my RSS feeds. Uh, unfortunately, Next Gen uh, NG Reader, which was, I think, one of the best, one of the early Feedly adopters, they were in their kind of, Remember when Google Reader went away, Feedly was that first kind of platform that came in behind Google Reader. Well, NextGen Reader for Windows 10 was built in partnership. They were one of their early partners. Anyway, unfortunately, NG Reader is not being supported anymore. It doesn't look like it's getting updates. A lot of things breaking. So I had to go looking for a new RSS feed. And I used Feedly in the browser as a PWA for a while. But uh, FeedLab in the Windows Store, in the Microsoft Store, is actually quite good. Uh, has a lot of features in it, sharing and things of that nature. So, anyway, so that's what I open. I open up, I open up Twitter, I open up feed labs and I go through my RSS feeds and I look at social media. I'd love for that to be kind of a default configuration for my personal desktop, mm-hmm. you know, and have another one for my work. I have another desktop where I run my virtual machines just so I don't get confused. So, it, this is the one thing that this feature is lacking. Um, they've made it, you still have the ability to kind of flip back and forth between apps open on any desktop and thing. There's a setting that you can either look at everything open or what's open on your current view, your current desktop. Um, and it, this, Windows 11 and Windows 10 even does this well too. It, it switches back and forth between things quite easily. Shows you on the taskbar, there's an option to show everything that's open. You click on it, it goes to that desktop. If they would add the ability to configure these desktops with certain programs or certain Well, they're Snap Groups, right? Docking and undocking external monitors has been improved in Windows 11. And I just wish it had that ability to save a configuration. It's great to have the name. It's great to have a unique wallpaper, but I still got to go manually start that desktop up and get things running that I want to run. So hopefully, I don't know. I put it in the feedback hub. I've written about it. I gave a link to that to one of the program managers. Um, You know, they brought the Snap layout stuff, that really cool little... Menu that pops up when you go over the maximize button uh, in an app or a window on Windows 11, it shows you all your different snap options based on the size of your screen. Today's update Mm -hmm. actually now it takes into account a smaller screen like the go, for instance, it has less options compared to a widescreen or a, you know, a, a typical 4.3. Is it 4.3 that Surface is normally, or 3.2? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I think it's 4.3. It,
2: so so I, I really do think the potential here with Windows 11, it is very early stages, all right? You you've only have two public previews so far. Mm-hmm. The, the person from ZDNet that wrote the story that said it's an unfinished and unpolished mess was exactly right. It is, but that's where we're at. Um, I think what we're going to see, I think we got the base core stuff done here. That's just my guess. We're going to quickly move into beta. Beta is going to allow them to iterate to really do the polish. Um, and yes, there's still, you know, there's still legacy elements of Windows that are going to be that, of that nature, right? You may never see a dark mode of that kind of ancient thing because the one thing Windows Microsoft has to do compared to Mac is the legacy support, right? I think it's a huge difference in the size of that. Excuse me. So Microsoft has to support a lot of old stuff Mm -hmm. in order to keep the enterprise happy. Mm -hmm. So that can be a weight. That can be a weight sometimes to their ability to update. So I think the the small spec bump and the little things they're doing to improve security and functionality, I I think Windows 11 is going to be solid. I really do. I mean, it's a good start when you think about how early it
0: is. Rich, I, I don't actually mind that that doesn't keep state on those desktops. Because oh, really? Yeah, because I I jump in there and and open up different things and move them around. Yeah, and this was really really helpful. I was doing a bunch of work on remote desktop into so I was on the Mac going into Windows desktops, and then you can set uh, with with remote um, uh, with remote desktops. Each one of those can be a screen basically a desktop oh. so then you can command arrow through those to move in between so I'd have oh, very cool I'd have four open and you are three open and you could go desktop and then command arrow go to one command arrow go to the second one command arrow go to the third one and easily flip between those desktops and then I'd close them out they'd go away and I actually like that because then they wouldn't just those desktops wouldn't be sitting there doing something. Or, and, and did
2: right. they, I, I don't remember, did they change the behavior? Does it cascade the apps? Because it used to be in Windows 10 early on with virtual desktops. If you close the desktop, the apps cascaded down so that I, you didn't, quote, unquote, I don't, lose an app. I don't I'd have to try that because. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: yeah it, it moves it over. It's It was super helpful on the Mac. And, and I think, now I overcome that with just pure monitor space. <laughs>
2: Right. No, so, I, I love my 34 inch widescreen. Yeah.
0: Well, and, and not just having mm-hmm. one monitor, but you know, I have nine down here, Rich. So, <laughs> like, I overcome monitor problems by just having more monitors, monitors. Yeah. Right. And listen, and my monitors are old. Like, I've still got some old VGA monitors down there. The early, you know, the early uh, flat screen monitors, right, that we saw. Oh, yeah. So I'm I'm still recycling that old, some of that old gear to kind of make it work. Uh, but I like physical monitor space. I do yeah. like times having a virtual, and I think uh, we're seeing some early versions. The uh, this this version and the Windows 10 version aren't all that different, but the, how you get to them is a lot easier. And so it's it is one of those things because it has kind of a. Uh, and I, I guess I could have done this in Windows 10, but because it's front and center on the taskbar right now, yep, I am more inclined to just click on that. Yep. And then quickly switch between desktops if that's yep. What I
2: no, I'm right there with you. The button on the desk on the taskbar really does make it more accessible. Yeah, because yeah. before you had hit Windows key tab, and they were up at the top of the screen. To and I just tested; and they do. If you delete the desktop, they cascade down. If you just close them out. You, Deleting the desktop cascades any open programs down, so now I have to rebuild my my virtual machine and my work desktops. But that's yeah. easy. <laughs> but but you yeah. know what I'm saying though i I, yeah. I like that for clutter. I, I just find it easier to kind of focus in on what yeah. I'm doing to yeah. get away from the clutter with those. But yeah, no right again. Mike, it's look. handy for a lot of different reasons.
1: Yeah,
0: no for sure. Mike, any other? Any other thoughts, questions uh, on Windows 11 as we kind of bring this one in for landing?
1: No, I'm excited that it can be used on the main machine. I'll probably wait till we get to beta so that I can switch back over to the stable. I do that a lot. On the Mac side, it's very similar, right? When they go into, you can get the beta... Um And then just say, hey, wait until the next standard release. And then yep, that's TV what they do TV
2: with TV. the beta and release preview yeah, on the so Insider. Yeah, well, so I'll probably
1: wait until there, but I'm excited for all the gaming features. So I think, you know, yeah. just upgrades to it, um, any efficiencies there. I and the NVMe be thing you had me interested to, I actually, on my desktop, I have three um, screenshots that I actually just tested because I put a one terabyte NVMe in here for my games. Mm-hmm. I already have an NVMe for my OS, but I put in another one terabyte for my games. Um, and I was just doing speed tests on there with uh what's that oh app? they're so fast with a uh, crystal disc mark so i was testing them and yeah they're insanely fast so i uh, but it I, is weird how different they are compared to what tier of that m.2 you get so right oh, no, no that can make Samsung a difference pro compared to i think i got um a different one you know slight right nothing and also the notice. pci
2: right if you're yeah. 3.0 or 4.0 i actually my mvme's i have one 4.0 and i have a 3.0 so both of them Maybe are fast. that's my
1: difference. I think we might have the same motherboard. So I didn't even think about that, Rich. Maybe I have I the check.
2: ARSUS X570 is what I have. I think have. that's
1: what I have. The ASUS or the ASRock, one of the two. I can't remember which one I have. But,
2: and, and But those NVMEs, I couldn't believe how much difference it was between a standard SSD. And in fact, when I wrote the story last, whenever it was last year after I built my machine, I ran some benchmarks on the, or, or maybe I wrote a separate story talking about the difference between NVME. And SSD, and it's significant the data speed.
1: Well, I can I can share that. I can show you guys that right now if you guys really want to see just real quick. So here are my two. Let me pull it up here. Uh,
0: share yeah, Pop pop it in there, and I'll I'll share the screen. This is, you want to come over and uh, see this on YouTube?
1: Okay, so on the left, so these are both you know, um, solid eight, right. The left one's the NVMe, the right one is just a standard SSD. I mean, right. so when we're talking about read speeds on the NVMe, 3,500, uh, megabytes per second compared to 545 on the SSD. Um, and then you go down to the right speeds, 2,000, um, on the NVMe and, and 487 on the SSD. And and both of these were relatively... The NVMe was brand new. The SSD had only been in there for just a little bit, so it's not like this one has a lot of extended wear on it. Um, and, you know, and I remember the switch from spinners it, well, yep,
2: to know, SSD, the, which was tremendous. You guys want to
1: see... Okay, so here's, uh, here's the spinner. I tested all three. Wow. <laughs> spinner They're was so down slow. 215 read, <laughs> 144 write. Uh, on that spinner drive, so I mean, wow. just look at the comparison there between the NVMe and the the thing that I thought was interesting is a lot of the suggestions. Still, I hear people s- still people saying this is, hey, for your game disc, right? If you're gonna store your games, you can keep that on a spinner. And while I think that's still somewhat true, yeah. I think we're starting to get to the phase where I mean, there's a reason that Xbox. The new PlayStation have all moved to the high-speed Yeah, makes a huge difference. It makes a difference in loading in loading times drastic because i did so this spinner that we're looking at the speeds right here this was where i stored all of my games um so i actually didn't even i skipped the whole ssd phase with my game storage and just went straight from spinner to NVMe. and i was shocked at the loading speeds the little things even just the jitters sometimes and you can tell it was trying to pull something yeah um and and it just works that much better i know a lot of most games utilize ram pretty well but there are still loading times and things like that that just have a
2: drastic change. For me, the difference between my SATA is consistent. So I'm running two different types of NVMe drives. I'm running a 3. Point PCI Express 3.0 and a 4.0 one. And the difference between the SSDs are they're down in the I I forget the numbers, but I mean just they're in that low 500 type range. Then you step up to the 3.0 NVMe and you're you're peaking out at around 3000. But when you get to the the 4.0, over 5,000. Wow. I mean, the, the speed is just crazy. I had fun making the charts uh, for mine, uh, just playing around with it. But the difference in the speed is tremendous. It really is.
1: Well, I'm glad you bring it up because I think a lot of – sometimes people go for the cheapest on Amazon. They don't realize that you can get a SATA drive that fits in that slot right and you think oh it's the skinny one you know you see the looks like yep. oh why is it so cheap well it's going to give you the same speed as a regular as a regular ssd, SSD. yeah that, really this, to make sure it's that m.2 mvme this little uh mini
2: pc that i bought last year to replace a, a desktop that had failed my what used to be my podcast machine um it's got mvme slots in it i'm not using it but, you know, I can go from SSD to NVMe in it. I mean, for, and it's a little box that's about, you know, this big. And it's quite a powerful little device for $220. It's crazy. Yeah.
1: What crazy. I love is all the uh, the standalone NASs like your Synologies and I mean, are starting to put those slots in. And then, you know, it's a it's a lot smaller space to put in a cache drive into those Synologies than having to put in, you know, the old school SATA uh, SATA. SSDs.
2: Yeah. Most of them come with their own hits. Some of them have the built in heat sink or some of them have, it's easy yep. enough to add a heat sink to it. So right, definitely the way I would go in the future.
0: For sure. Rich, for folks that are listening, if they want to follow you, where's the best place? Oh, the to best place to find
2: stuff? me is on Twitter and that's at WinObs. Everything and anything I'm doing or saying or, or thinking about goes there.
0: All right. And then as you think about what's ahead for you coming up for the rest of the year, what are you looking forward to?
2: Um, well, continuing with this Windows 11 stuff, like I said, I think I think we know the base of what 11 is going to be. There's still some missing, some announced stuff like the Teams, integrate, teams personal integration and um, the Android apps. I think that's the biggest Android apps in the store is going to be interesting to see how that works. Um, so, so obviously we're going to continue testing Windows 11 through the summer and fall. Um, and that's going to kind of draw a lot of the air in the room moving forward. I mean, everybody's having fun with it right now and we're getting our share of, I watched one, I watched one author go from how dare you Microsoft tell me I have to upgrade my machine to upgrade to Windows 11 in a four day period to going, I give in, I want the new machine, I want Windows 11. So it's crazy to have seen these journeys by people. And so I, obviously, the the interesting story about Windows 11 is going to be what eventually kind of, comes out of the spec stuff where are they going to take that i honestly believe 2.0 is going to stick i that just i think that's an easy one to stick with right because devices for the last five years have had it mm-hmm. um and i'll be honest with you if you're running a five-year-older machine in a lot of circumstances you might not be taking advantage of new technology like solid state drives or potentially mvme drives or, or or even more advanced cpu stuff um, So Windows 11 is what the big thing is to watch. Um, On a personal level, um, I've got three more online classes left after we finish this semester, our two scripture classes. And uh, I do one in the fall and then two in the spring. And we have local stuff that we'll be doing in our final year of formation and stuff. And um, still going to be writing about the enterprise and writing about Mm -hmm. enterprise IT and what's going on in the world of that.
0: Rich, thanks for uh, coming on tonight. Thanks for having me. Thanks for uh, pinging me and being like, hey, this, because I hadn't, to be honest with you. I've it been, was perfect uh, timing. It was perfect timing. I had to, I, we had the slot open. all 11 just came out. You know, you wanted to talk about it. And I'm like, yeah, let's, let's do this thing. So. Thanks for saying yes. Thanks for reminding me <laughs> like, hey, it's been a year, I right? We could come on and talk about Windows 11. So thanks for doing that. So I, I, I can't believe that it had been a
2: year, know. though. I, looked, you know? I went back looking at our can't DMs to see <laughs> when it was, and it was last May. It was May. Um, yeah. I just got awarded my 12th MVP award
0: oh, on July 1st.
2: In windows and devices for IT. Yeah. Good. Uh, good. and then I've just I think it's my sixth or seventh on the insider side, but
0: yeah, I guess I should have led with that in the beginning of the show that you're a big deal, MVP. Oh, because, I'm not a big deal. So I, I, I apologize for that. But Rich, That's we always right. appreciate your expertise. Mike and I will wrap this up. We'll save you the boring wrap up stuff, but thanks for coming. All right, thanks, in. guys. Appreciate you, appreciate you, you having me good on. Season. Talk to you. Nice, everybody. Stay healthy. Stay healthy, my thanks. friend. Thanks. All right, you bet. Take care.
2: How do I leave? <laughs> Just close out the browser. There
0: we go. <laughs> that's always the, that's the awkward. Have you noticed in the business meetings, you know, what yep. he waves to each other now. I know They're kind of kind of standard, like, okay, well, we're going to wrap this up a few minutes. See, early. Yes. Thanks everybody. And everybody's like, yep. you know, you see everybody. Oh, that did some weird, that did some weird color. Um, uh, well, Mike, I think, you know, I don't know if we're going to, we're not going to talk about windows 11 that much going forward, but I'm sure it'll, I'm sure it'll hit the podcast from time to time. You'll, yeah, when it you'll hits the beta it. channel, yeah, that's
1: when I'll talk. I talk about it again. Just yeah. mentioning, well, how you it know, goes.
0: I'd, I'd be interested in your take on this from a gaming perspective. Just to be honest, yeah, with you. maybe keep keep us updated as we get as we get in there. Yep. Kind of think about you know some of the gaming bits that are coming with it. And
1: did we um, talk about you know how long is it typically until it hits the beta?
0: Oh, I think it's going to probably. I think you have two months. Okay. I mean, it's only. It's not even August. So right. I don't know. I, I honestly don't know, but in the next month or two, 30, 60 days, probably we'll see a beta. Right. And then we'll probably see an October. I bet the, uh, I'm, I'm going to say October 11th. No, that would make sense. November 11th would be the right day. Right. Cause then it's 11, 11, 2011. Right, so yeah, yeah. okay. No, it's 2011. It's, I wish I was wishing it was that, but it's 2021. 2021. It's another so, one. Yeah, no, I was just wishing for. I went. I went back a decade there. Um. So yeah, we'll we'll kind of stay up to date on it. Uh, um, next week, we'll spend a little time going through the disaster that when yeah. some lessons learned. Yeah, uh, on Most that for sure, and actually, as we were talking about Windows 11, I think my laptop I have a Windows, or I have a Core i5 um, Ultra book from I want to say it's maybe 2016. That probably is maybe the only one that can do the real upgrade when we get there, so we'll have to see. But that'd be perfect on a laptop, it's not touchscreen, yeah. that'd be perfect, and I'll be honest, I'm gonna run. Uh, the dev in the dev channel permanently on the surface until the surface just gives up the ghost. That makes sense. Right. That's kind of, why not? Why wouldn't I? Yeah. You know, they, they allow me to, to get it done. That did remind me we should probably get um, Ryan and Bob from think computers back on lots of things uh, with this have changed and maybe even some of the gaming space, some, some of the hardware, hardware shortages, some of those kinds of things. I'll reach out to those two guys and um, get it back on. Mike, anything else you want to add before we wrap it?
1: No. Uh, this thing always has me on the trigger finger of like, do I just go to dev? Do I not? So, you know, I did, we, we should stop talking about it before. Why, or after why this, wouldn't I you go, go to dev? dev. I, well, only because to get out, you can't get back out oh, of dev yeah, to yeah. stable. Right. And okay. So like I am in a weird situation, every other computer device in my house, I can go clean slate so easy because everything's in the cloud with this machine all my ham radio software is from like really small developers on a website, and I to install it and to get all my settings back would just be a pain. Yeah. Only because of all the ham radio software, no. Everything else you could no. get back downloaded. Good thinking so, that's good yeah. thinking.
0: That is that's that's really good thinking. So yeah, think through it. You know, you yeah. don't have to. It, it just it, it'd be better. I'll be honest, it'd be better in a VM for you to get. To yeah, get, that's what I might play room. around with. No, yep. On, so. Well, a couple reminders uh, on our way out here. One big thanks to Christian over at Maple Grove Partners. Get secure, reliable, high-speed hosting from people that you know and you trust. Of course, Christian uh, will do that for you if you need any kind of hosting. Um, he specializes in WordPress, but if you need any other kind of hosting. I mean, Christian specializes in everything. Let's be really clear about that. So MapleGrovePartners.com plan start. It's little, it's $10 a month and he can get you going uh, kind of there. Um, Mike, I looked the other day, I think we're on year four of Hello Fresh. Like, um, you know, we're you guys of, are still doing it, huh? Oh yeah. We came out of every the week. We were going to switch over to like doing our own thing. That's always been the plan. Like, yeah. Like get once you got Hello out of the recipe Fresh cards, recipes, right? And
1: <laughs> I remember it, you've been saying
0: that. It's just that, that goes back to my pre-show DIY conversation. Like, I don't want to make my own boxes. Let them just, del- I'll just work extra hard so that I can just pay for those because it's, Super convenient to have just all the right, you know, measurements, tear the bag, put it in. You're not measuring things. It's just so easy. So if you haven't checked out HelloFresh in a while, um, I think you can go to TheAverageGuy.tv slash HelloFresh or just ping me, Jim at TheAverageGuy.tv. We have plenty of coupons to give away. Maybe you're just bored with your current diet, like, you know, and uh, coming out of the pandemic, a good way to kind of learn. I am, I'm a million times better of a cook now, Mike, than I was. I'm also I'm a better, I'm also a better cigar smoker. So, <laughs> that, <laughs> but that tells you what I've been doing yeah. uh, uh, during it. So we are live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern out here at TheAverageGuy.tv slash live. Mike and I next week, we're going to do some catch up. So yeah. we've, we've had guests on for a while now and some various things going on. Time for Mike and I to catch up if you want to, ju- if you want to jump in. Um, if you're listening live uh, or you're listening the week after we publish this, go to HomeGadgetGeeks.com and leave us a message. That'd be kind of great to maybe answer a few questions or give us some feedback on Windows 11 or what you like or what you hate. We take all that stuff. So uh, head out there, HomeGadgetGeeks.com. Do me a favor. I usually get a notification, but if you do leave a message, just shoot me an email. <laughs> it says, Hey, I left a message. Just kind of a nice reminder uh, to go out and check those things. We are live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern. Out here at TheAverageGuy.tv slash live, we're coming up, Mike, on show 500. Four away from 500. So, and you've been doing this with me since two, I want to say two and some change, right?
1: I really need to write this down <laughs> and put it on a sticky note on this monitor because we talk about this. Ever? When did you do it <laughs> We can it never we remember. Up? We can never remember. Never Yeah. Remember. Right around there.
0: It's- well, I think the good news is we're going to get to see each other this weekend, right? I think, I think so. Yep. That, that, that may work out. So, we may... Yeah. We may get usually ahead out your way. I think you're coming mine, and uh, and it'll be super fun to spend a little bit of time with you. So uh, it'll be good to see you. We will want to see you next week. So come back out, join us live, do all those things that you do. If you're listening, uh, if you're listening to us live, we'll do a smidge in a post show. With that, we'll say goodbye. Everybody.